So I gotta, I gotta project. I have to project. I think projecting makes my personality livelier. Great. We'll just chug two Red Bulls and be fine. Okay. Sunday Supply. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Edwin, and I am Sam. And for the last seven days, I have recommended mm. Edwin challenge. Shall we say? I have challenged. <laughs> I want to keep it open. That's you know, it's not necessarily a recommendation because I, then I can pick terrible things that I think will annoy you. Well, I have recommended this. Yes. I have particularly rec- recommended a game <laughs> called Returner Seventy Seven by a game company called Fantastic Yes 3D. Which I always want to say is fun, fantastic, yes? <laughs> Question fantastic, mark. yes? Fantastic, yes? Fantastic, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Returner 77 is a puzzle game. Sci-fi mystery puzzle adventure game. Yes, uh, with epic story. <laughs> <laughs> as as pointed out by the, the description on the Apple Store description panel site no i can't speak right now i gotta Move warm it or red bull <laughs> to the rescue so yeah returner 77 feels a lot like if you're familiar with games like the room or as you would say the room <laughs> would i <laughs> <laughs> you mean the great movie by, by what's his name uh anthony wiseau no it's anthony with the disaster artist yeah. oh well, this is topical because I'm disaster so, artist i'm really looking out. forward to that movie oh i've nice. never watched the room no but you is want it? to see the movie about it i do so i'm watching the room i have procured it in strange ways because i don't want to buy the dvd but i should probably buy the dvd they don't have it on amazon uh on amazon instant video which is a shame because they have some kind of quality filter because <laughs> But they do have Fateful Findings. What is, is Fateful an, Findings? Oh, oh boy. It's another one of those so terrible, it's terrible movies so, by Neil Bream. So I'm going okay. to watch The Room okay. um, before I watch The Disaster Artist. All but, I know is at some point we have to throw spoons at a screen. That's the thing that happens at some point. Oh, interesting. If, in the movie? I think you have to see it. I think the real experience is to go to see it at a the movie theater oh, where everyone's right. like in on the joke and they bring plastic spoons to throw at the screen. Yeah, that happens I've, I've heard about this as well. This is all I know. So back to Returner 77. Ugh, anything more interesting than this game? There's a game <laughs> called The Room, which is really popular on iOS and Android. Yes. It has made its round. I think there's I a Room 2 and Room 3. I think I even downloaded Room 3 at some point. Right. That was recently-ish. There's a bit more story than those games in Returner 77. And the entire story is uh, you are one of 77 quote-unquote returners that have set a forth on a mission to save the Earth in some way, one way or the another. Mm. Um, well, you're the last, right? Like right. you are the only survivors, I think, is the story. Right. There are 77 that were sent. And you're the last one. And you're the last one. Um, you are humanity's only hope, sir. And there's like some sort of impending doom because there's this unidentified object orbiting the Earth that is largely a crystal-like UFO. Aliens love crystals. Yeah, and this is uh, essentially the premise of the story. So you're landed on that crystal ship, discovering the mysteries around it with little notes left by uh, Returner 76, 
Which is, I think is very considerate of her. Yeah, so nice. Like, n- leaving little animated post-it notes <laughs> for you to replay and revel at her genius. With some dubious uh, voice acting. Yep. Well, acting in general. But, That's true, yeah. But I think it was serviceable. Uh, it got the story across. <laughs> it, was, it was serviceable, yes. It certainly wasn't as bad as Rabbits, that podcast we listened to on the other show that time. Agreed. <laughs> um, and this reminded me a lot of games like The Room, like I mentioned, but also this point-and-click adventure game called The Dig. It was one of, I forget if it was LucasArts or Sierra, like one of those point-and-click games that we all love. Kind of like Thimbleweed Park, but it was one of the last ones in the 90s or the 2000s. And it was the, the premise was actually similar. It was like this space crew that went, found an alien craft, had a lot of crystals that you solve problems, but whereas, Why do aliens love crystals? It's just very mystical, you know? Oh, there's mystical energy emanating from these crystals. Exactly. And they're and great at storing energy in the crystal. You can kind of store energy, energy in the crystal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, crystals can display things as well if you pass light through it. So diverse as a medium. Even Final Fantasy, they love crystals. Everything was revolved around crystals. It was about collecting the crystals, destroying the crystals. And my favorite platformer from when I was a child, Crystal Caves. So about crystals. And my favorite TV show as a child, Crystal Maze. (laughs) Yes. Wait, did you have that show? Uh, Well, I had cable Mm. and it, for some reason, showed Crystal Maze and I thought it was the most brilliant thing. It is is a great show. And this reminded me of Crystal Maze because you're running around solving puzzles and a bunch of crystals are around. We are just missing a bald thespian (laughs) to uh, shout at you and guide you through... The different worlds. Very but. animated bald thespian. <laughs> I believe he had a cane at one point or the other. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me had a cane. We'll put a link to this in the show notes because this is probably quite a niche reference for Crystal Maze. Another bit of trivia with that main, with the, with the hosts of Crystal Maze. Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. I believe he wrote Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he is in it, yes. And he's in it. Yes. And he's also one of the main protagonists in a movie called Dark City. Wow. Who knew you'd, you would know more Richard O'Brien trivia than I would? Wow. I'm impressed, Sam. I'm a fan. You surprised me endlessly. <laughs> Returning to Return of 77. Very good. Did you like this game, Edwin? You know, I, I went on a bit of a journey. I started off really not liking it, because this is, this is like a real game. Like, this could be a console game, yes. in a way. The way it's presented, there's nothing really mobile about it, other than it's on your phone. This is pretty much a first-person perspective. You're walking around, sort of exploring this world within very strict parameters of where you can go. Solving puzzles. Do you, uh, think, do you think you can say that about a game like The Room? So I didn't play that much of The Room, mm-hmm. so I don't have a whole bunch of context for that. Because I do feel like you're right. You're right that this could be a console game. And, or it could be like a PC game. Yeah, I kind of I was thinking like, why isn't this a PC game? I was I was curious as to why they decided to make this a mobile game. Well, here's the thing: like, I while I do consider that a game like Return of Seventy Seven could be a console or a PC game, albeit like a simpler one, I don't think the room would make for a good PC or console game. Because if I remember correctly, the room is a lot 
less static is more just puzzles it's more more, moving around yeah you're not really exploring that much there is kind of a slight story but it isn't like spelled out for you as much as this is and i think that for me was like a clear differentiator like you are looking at things and you're you're going around discovering a multitude of different types of crystals right data crystals energy crystals billy crystals (laughs) crystal pepsis (laughs) all different kinds of crystals but yeah, like I think it's really that aspect that I felt like, hey, this actually feels like a like a complete game on my phone. Yeah, I actually felt that too. Um, what? So, did you end up liking it at the end? I liked it a little bit more than when I started. You know, I started off going, "Oh, Sam's chosen like a real game," and somehow I was resentful of the fact that it was a real <laughs> game. <laughs> I, I just want my like little fun mobile games. Uh, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a real thing. I have to have headphones and like pay attention to this. I mean, the sound design is fantastic, but I was a little annoyed that that was a thing I had to do. Right. So, I like, did warn you yeah, that you did. this Absolutely is going to require a little bit more attention. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a game you just sit down and play rather than, oh, I'm just going to kill a couple of minutes, you know, dicking around on my phone. This right. It's like, oh, I need to sit down and play this game and pay attention to what's happening. Exactly. And this took up my Netflix time uh, rather mm. than my commuting bus so you still haven't finished the punisher then play stupid games time no i have not finished the punisher (laughs) that's for that's for the later segment checking up with sam oh my favorites i i also like this game a lot i do feel like i got that sense of uh, a story plus gameplay elements that i don't normally get with mobile phones i knew you would like that i did feel like i got a pretty complete experience out of this even though i was on mobile i felt a little hindered by the control scheme sometimes I found it quite frustrating to move around. Yeah. But outside of that, I didn't feel like the format or the medium really held me back in enjoying the story aspect of the game. At one point, I forgot how to like disengage with a certain like hotspot. Like, there's certain mm. areas you need to go to to like look at a maze of crystals, a crystal maze, if you will. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need to do something else. But in order to like disengage and go back into sort of free movement, you actually need to pinch, right? Which I completely forgot about, and then I was stuck just looking at this wall that was crystals, awkward. and I was yeah. like, so I had to just restart the level. Oh no! Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. There is like this AI thing you can tap that will give you some hints, but most of the time it goes, "There is no information <laughs> in this area." <laughs> right, and that element is so prevalent on the screen at all times. I kind of wish that when you're even just looking around, it would sort of get rid of the HUD because the things are just so gorgeous to look at that. There is always, we should talk about the graphics because it is beautiful. Yeah, it is absolutely gorgeous. Like I'm always amazed at how much 3d power that the iPhone has. I was staggered. Yeah, this looks crazy. Like, right. How is this running on my little phone? This is unbelievable. I really wanted an iPad. This made me wish I had an <laughs> iPad so I could look at this and like, because I mean, I have the plus, so we have a big screen. But yeah, like have a nice ten inch. So I do get this. I, I do get the sense that while it'll look pretty good, like when everything is sort of blown up, it'll just look okay. Time to bust out the iPad, Sam. Let's try it out. I'll have to give it a try. Um, but yeah, like there were there was aspects of this where I was just like the music with the sound engineering and just like the sharpness of the graphics. I was just like, how how is this possible <laughs> on my phone? And like, oh, my phone's getting a little bit hot. It is, it is, it is a warm phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, 
but definitely spent like a good minute just like looking out the window and you see like the earth there with a whole bunch of like particle effects right. and like like the crystal shards just flying around crystal shards yeah uh, yeah that's, that's uh, the name of a new ter- upcoming show <laughs> the terrible like housing community <laughs> the crystal shards open now leasing one and two bedroom apartments <laughs> Just constantly has a jingling sound, like, a, like the chimes <laughs> of crystal chimes. <laughs> yes. So annoying. Yeah, moving around, I think, was probably my biggest beef with this game. So you can double tap to move forward, and then there's a sort of inverted swipe to so look around. Mm. Yeah, it was a little awkward. Um, but I'm really glad that it didn't have the on-screen D-pad. I think that would have been a uh, deal breaker I for me. Would, I knew you were going to bring up that point, but I would be really interested to try it with an on-screen D-pad. Yeah, I just, I kind of like the fact that you can actually play this with one hand. Yeah, if if it required like an on-screen D-pad, most likely it would have been like a two-thumb control. Yeah, a two-hander. Yeah. As we call it in the biz, Sam. <laughs> Should know these terms by now. But at the same time, like, could this game have been done uh, in portrait mode? I think there is a cinematic feel to it being in landscape, right? Which I think utilized pretty well. Because the, the, I guess thinking about the frame you'd be looking through in portrait to be kind of small and you're quite, spending quite a lot of time like looking around to find things to pick up or interact with. I was looking up and down a lot anyway and with portrait mode it would allow for to, to give you a sense of that grandeur, yeah, right? True. Like yeah. the architecture of all the buildings and all that stuff was, was pretty amazing. So as we found out on the first line of the App Store uh, description, this is the first part of three more games that they're going to release in future. So this was the first game and it had three chapters in it, I think. Three or four chapters. Yep. How far did you get, Sam? I have finished it. Oh. Yeah. Nice. How far did you get? I'm still on the first chapter. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is one of those games where like, I completely enjoyed my experience with it, but there is zero motivation for me to go back and play, replay some of the, the puzzles. What did you think about the acting? Kind of pulled me out of it a little bit, as we discussed earlier. It wasn't terrible, mm. but it wasn't great either. Right. So I feel like it was not fantastic, yes. I don't know it how they could have made it better. Okay. I think, yeah, they hid a lot of the acting with like on-screen effects and editing, splicing, and glitches and stuff like that. Don't get me started. They seem to put like VHS-style glitches on a digital thing from the future well no i i think it's more it's not vhs it's more like um Scam if you lines. ever have if you ever have digital satellite cable and the, of course i do and the wind blows and your satellite dish shifts that the artifacting kind of looks like that but i think there was like still artifacting yeah that, so there was that but there's also still like oh, scan right. lines there's some scan stuff. lines You're okay like, mm. Got your little CRT monitors maybe, there. Maybe it was like the crystal interference. You know, oh. there's lots of energy in the crystals. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed is the like the on-screen effects that were over, I think, was it Commander or Lieutenant Liang? The person that's leaving all these notes for you. She is the previous returner. She's returner 76. Yes. And she is leaving little helpful notes of what she's seeing. She's so helpful. As you get there. And so... It's it's really the only element that tells more of the story outside of you discovering like these things. There's really no on-screen text, right? It's more just her telling you like what she's saying, what's happening, like why you're there. I did notice that on the video of her face as she's leaving you these notes, it's one of those effects where they if you've ever seen these like After Effects tutorials, it's like here's how to do the Iron Man face display tutorial. Oh, he's got holograms projected on his face. Yeah. 
And I feel <laughs> like it, it was pretty much that. Um, I kind of wish that this was a little different, but I don't blame them for using it. It's probably like a, an effective, you know, after effect. To it turns use. out she is Iron Man. She, Wouldn't you have egg on your face then? Then. Jarvis would, pops out. <laughs> I would have a digital after effects egg <laughs> on my face. But outside of that, I think it was totally serviceable. Like I got into it. Like I didn't really find a problem with it. Um, yeah, it wasn't horrible acting. Yeah. It was pretty good. So how did you find the mix of sort of puzzles and the story and walking around? So I think it's normal. Like it's, you kind of expect it with games like this. So if you're familiar with games like Myst nope. or even The Witness nope. or even... <laughs> The Crystal Maze. <laughs> Seventh Guest. Okay, you're just making up names now. <laughs> you're you're faced with like, you know, going from one like a like a story interlude, and then you're faced with a puzzle that's kind of themed like something that might appear there. Mm. Right? Yeah. The only aspect that I have about some of these puzzles is that it makes no sense <laughs> why they're so complicated. Right? <laughs> How do you find the puzzles? Did you find them mostly complicated or kind of easy or? Well, I, th- I would say most of them were kind of easy. Easy, yes. Uh, a lot of them were, you just have to like keep just doing it to, to find out. And, you know, like this is sort of the nature of like other games as well. There weren't any that really wanted me to break out the, the pen and paper, which I feel like is a good <laughs> sign of a computer or console puzzle game. Right, there's a lot of like sliding, sliding and rotating and twisting and right. aligning. I did take screenshots so that I can refer to the screenshots to re- repeat the pattern. Oh wow, geez, Sam, you went over and above with this. Um, but outside of that, like it wasn't. I don't think it was too difficult. There was one where it just like was so frustrating. So it was like this metal ball, and on the ball, which is already kind of small, were two axes on the ball. Like it was. Um, there was a ring around going one way and another ring going the other way. And if you spun that ring, it did something to the particles that was moving around this other visual thing. And if you spun the other ring, then mm. it did another, it moved the particles in another axis in the, uh, in the display. Kind of like a trackball. It is like a trackball. And it was like the, the controls were so um, sensitive yeah. on like such a small device that, I had a really frustrating time. Like I knew exactly what to do, but I just couldn't do it because the the, the levers were so sensitive. Yeah, I had that experience too. Like, so only one or two puzzles have these little tiny levers you need to press right. to like change something, and you end up just like, looking up and down instead of like I'm tapping this lever. Damn right, me. stop looking up and down. Yeah, and sometimes I don't think it was that clear on which things were actually the movable parts. Yeah, right. A lot of games will signify this by making it, you glow. know, I kind of glow, glow or like all the things you can actually move might be all in yellow, you know, or like, or some yellow theme, like... Yeah, these aliens were really not that helpful when it came to UI. You need to go on a UI course, I think. So, so that's the other thing, right? These aliens... (laughs) So, spoiler alert. Uh Uh-oh. What you have to do is you kind of have to get the engine going again, right? And this alien ship that you're in. And if this is the process of starting up (laughs) the engine, is doing these these stupid puzzles... (laughs) It's like, hey Bob, what's what was it's that a, <laughs> what was that code again to to turn on the ignition? It's a wonder they got anywhere, really. <laughs> First, you have to go to the hallway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put this crystal 
on the crystal, there's going to be three little symbols, right? Line them up. (laughs) After you do that, go to this other room. (laughs) Get a ball that has like two rings on it. (laughs) Wiggle that around a little bit. Yeah, this spacecraft was not built for a quick escape. No, it wasn't. (laughs) I think that's my general beef is that it was very literal. Mm. Like the fact that these, these were literal puzzles within a spaceship, which did pull me out of the story a bit because of that exact reason. You're like, well, this is bonkers. This wouldn't actually exist in a spaceship. And I was thinking there was perhaps a way to tell the story, but have it more abstract. Mm. Like, just lean into the fact that these puzzles aren't really part of, aren't really there. That's just like a step you need to go through. I don't know. It just felt like a game that wasn't wasn't quite a first-person exploring game, and it wasn't quite a puzzle game. It was like, if you like puzzles, then you get annoyed by having to walk around and explore and do all this. And if you want to go and explore and run around, you get annoyed by the puzzles. Yeah, that's a really hard balance to get, though. Like, I do agree. Like, it's, you know, it kind of breaks the theme by having these puzzles be puzzles, and you're in this alien craft that you kind of have to discover. And I think some games get it right. Like, I feel like The Room kind of gets it right because you are trying to open essentially one thing to get out of the room, right? Or something like that. But this, it was, uh, I wish there was more cohesiveness between the puzzles and the story that it's actually telling. Just a little bit more. Overall, like I really didn't have a problem with it, but there was just a lack of real connection between what you were supposed to be doing and how the puzzles you actually did related to what you were doing. Yeah, or go the opposite direction. I just, just have like, oh, I need to solve these three puzzles to get to the next chapter or something. It's like, oh, sure, I'm in a spacecraft, and like these are the puzzles I need to do to get to the next thing. Like, I would have got, I would have accepted that. I'm like, okay, sure. I realize that they're not literal puzzles on a spaceship that aliens have left behind. This is just the mechanic of the game. Yeah, a game like Professor Layton kind of does that. There's an arching story, and you have to go to someone to talk about a clue. Right, it's like, hey, Mister, did you see that boy that ran away? It's like, I might have, but first, solve this puzzle. And you're like, what? You're like, just let me do my puzzles. Yeah. It's fine. Like, you don't have to weave these into the story. It's a bit like, why do I have to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis, yeah. Like that's just horrible to look at. It's like, sure, it's a young Bruce Willis. Like, I know it's not really. You don't have to like do this extra level of artifice. It's fine. Still yeah. bugs me to this day. Yeah, I. So you're talking about Looper. I'm talking about Looper. Yes. I, I watched. I probably watched that movie twice. I still don't remember what the story is. Anyway. <laughs> to go back and kill an early version of himself, of course. Jeez, Sam. Makes no sense. Okay, it's get to the three by threes. Always three. Sometimes two. Never it's four. the threes by threes. Although you have four. I have one four for you good. Have four in both of them. <laughs> that, that means I have to write a whole new song now. <laughs> My good points. It's a real game. I was very impressed by the fact that, well, maybe I just haven't played enough games, but I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is like a console quality game on my, on my Wii Pocket telephone. Yeah, I got that story fix that I don't normally get, that oh. sense of completing a story. Um, even though the story ended uh, abruptly, which might be one of our other points. Right. Um, yeah, I did get a sense like, oh, wow, this was a pretty good experience um, that I was able to go through without finding too much frustrations. Uh, and I really liked about it. Like, that sounds kind of like a negative thing. <laughs> but yeah, this was uh, a complete game. And it looked great. Like, the production values are 
pretty crazy when you think about it. Like yeah. the amount of work that went into this. I yeah. can't even fathom. I'm not even sure how many people are working at Fantastic, yes. Fantastic, yes. Or uh, how long it took them, but everything from like the sound design, the actual design of the game, the look of it, the right. performance, like it runs super fine on my like I've telephone seven, which is what two years old now. I couldn't find a lot. I couldn't find any flaws uh, in terms of like the visual elements. Maybe, <laughs> and I know that's what you look for on a daily basis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why you can't bear to look at my face. I do feel like they fully fleshed out a lore of this place, right? Like there's even some graffiti or like paintings on the walls that have like alien writing on it. I'm pretty sure like those alien writings actually have some meaning behind it. I think they even created like their own alphabet maybe, right? Just like that level of detail that even went to rendering all the different crystals. Like there were lots of crystals in this game (laughs) and each one looked completely different. Like I feel like they didn't really reuse a lot of the elements save for like the puzzle elements. Here's a blue crystal. Here's a green crystal. Yeah, Red crystals are for vision or whatever yeah right yeah they actually did a very good job with that and everything seemed like it was really handcrafted by by the team um including like the sound engineering and everything like the just the presentation was really good in my day i had wolfenstein 3d and that ran on like my desktop pc <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even get real 3d that just the plant pot would look the same from whatever angle you looked at it it was the start of 3d though <laughs> don't ask why the nazis had plant pots around they cared about interior design and oxygen bad points sam bad points oh sorry i still uh, have other good points You've thrown off a three by three now. Yeah. Uh, this is my third point. Um, it reminded me of some classic adventure games and the puzzle solving elements. So it reminded me of games like Seventh Guest, um, The Dig, Making up games Mist, <laughs> and even, you know, like has a feel like The Witness where you're a lone person on this deserted area discovering new aspects of it. And, you know, a lot of these games bring you vistas that you're just like, oh my God, like this is so gorgeous and like this is so amazing. It's, you know, it's fantastic. On to the bad points. A lot of crystal crystals and a lot of slidey rotating puzzles kind of started to feel a little bit repetitive. If you play a lot of these games, you get your repeating patterns of the puzzles. Like you have your slidey block puzzles. Yeah. You have your line matching puzzles. You have your move this thing along a path puzzle um but overall like that's kind of what you expect from it it's generally the theme and how it all fits in together that you're looking out for that was one of my main minor issues with it is that you know just the puzzle theme didn't really fit with the story very grandiose story and then a little bit like slidey block puzzle exactly Grand puzzle. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like why am i putting this little chess piece on this thing <laughs> where i'm in this like amazing ufo um, moving around, I didn't enjoy very much the actual, like the physical controls of moving around, kind of flaky, and almost the moving around is largely irrelevant. Yeah, like that was, maybe they could have just done it in cutscenes or just sort of. It was serviceable. It was serviceable. It wasn't horrible, but it was flaky. Yeah, just remember if you're engaged with an object, you pinch to move back. Yeah, which I wish there was about. almost a button, like a back button or something like that, yeah. to get out of it. I'm done. Get it off me. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, just some of the puzzles had like really kind of very sensitive controls or like very fine controls that, you know, if you're on a touch device, it might be hard for you to actually get it precisely. So just be on the kind of, just be on the lookout for that one. And it had strange save points. Like it didn't give me any notification of when it was saving or like what it would be saved. So sometimes when you're doing one puzzle, there are three parts to the puzzle. 
and I had passed one the first second the first and second parts of the puzzle, and I was on the third puzzle. I had to change screens and do something else, like get out of the game. And then when I got back to it, it for some reason usually saves the state, but it didn't save the state and it started from the beginning. And it brought me back at a strange point before actually doing any of those puzzles. So that was yeah. a little frustrating. Not casual enough for me as the casual gamer. <laughs> right. My final seven-day rating was a, it was a three. Mine was a five. I enjoyed the five days. Good. I don't think I will be going back to play any of it. Will you be playing Return of 77 Part Duh? I think I will. Like I'm kind of looking forward to how the story continues. Will I, you spend another $3 on it? I, yeah, I do feel like I got what I meant to get out of this game. You want to know what happens next? I want to know what happens next. I want to know why they're there, which they didn't really spell out. And that was like my final bad point. It's like they didn't really spell out too much within the story, except that they are crystal life beings. Uh, of course. Powered yeah. by crystals. Powered by crystals. Life force. And overall, very good. Would recommend. <laughs> Would recommend. Five days out of seven. Yep. For our next game, we have a listener suggestion. And for the next seven days, Sam, you will be playing Zlatan Legends. <laughs> the branded game, the official game, in fact, from uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Do you know who that is? That is the Swedish soccer player. Hurrah, yes. Good, good European knowledge. With a fine man bun and mustache. Zlatan Legends is an exciting arcade sports game that rewards both skill and determination exclamation point. Race against other players in a unique intergalactic tournament of epic proportions. Rise in fame and take the podium as the champion of, get this, the universe. Wow. Boom. Fast-paced gameplay. Uh, complete in different arenas across the universe. Each arena has several tiers that ramp up the challenge and rewards defeat the tier champion and claim special prizes. And there's a bunch of other stuff. So Zlatan does sound like a Futuro alien name. It is, but no, he is a real human being. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> you mean he's not made of crystal, or he, that we know of? He's not powered by crystals, as, we, as far as we know. Great. Looking forward to Zlatan Legends. Free to play on the iOS app store with some in-app purchases, mm. uh, but you can restrict those if you wish. You think there are loot boxes in this game? Oh. I thought we were going to get a whole episode without talking about damn loot boxes. <laughs> Speaking of loot boxes, oh boy. our clan has been pretty lively on Clash Royale. Oh, it has. Want to call out some people that have joined the clan? Welcome, uh, clan mates. Welcome, clan members. Uh, Rykar, Train Dwarf, Shockwave, Lord KYP, Scott UX, and KSH. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the clan. And if you're listening to this and playing Clash Royale and, and are in need of a clan, come join us. I'm very generous with the cards. If you request cards, I will give them to you. I do donate cards as well. Uh, our clan name is number 7DTP. Just do a search for it. Link will be on the show notes. We need more people to give us more of the crowns so we can open those delicious crown chests. Right. And I believe they happen over the weekends, right? Yeah. Before we go, things of the week. Uh, wanted to point out one thing. Waypoint podcast from Vice had Scott Rogowski, <laughs> Scott the Thought Rogowski, or aka Trap Trebek. Who is Scott Rogowski? Scott Rogowski is the HQ Trivia's host that you see every 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. on the app HQ. Who loves eyeliner? Who <laughs> has natural eyeliner <laughs> and very weird ears. He was on uh, Waypoint's podcast, uh, which is on vice.com. 
And uh, yeah, it was just like an interesting listen. You can listen to how he got started with by and and hosting different things. His whole life history, <laughs> his life in trivia. Did they how ask much, him trivia questions on the show? They did. They That's, actually. Course, I guess they have to really write that. Right. Such a, and <laughs> what I found super refreshing is how he's such a part of HQ. He's all about it. He's one hundred percent all in. He's there eating the salad. He's there eating the sweet green <laughs> salad. Um, and I feel like it's sort of an injustice to have him just be a contractor for that company when he is totally in it, right? So, Russ, if you're listening, <laughs> make Scott Rogowski a full-time employee. I mean, he deserves it. Every He is, he is the face, face of HQ. <laughs> he should be a part of the company. My thing of the week is a little uh, little niche or niche, depending on how you like to pronounce things, correctly or incorrectly. Uh, that is a new app released by Marco Arment, who makes our favorite podcast player, Overcast. He has now made Forecast, keeping on brand there, <laughs> with a uh, an app that will encode your MP3s. So if you are in the podcast world making stuff, uh, this is super handy little MP3 encoder, which I actually use for the last show, and I will be using for all shows onwards, so... Mac only? It is Mac only right now. It uh, has a bunch of nice stuff about chapters and inserting chapter markers. There's some optimizations on the MP3 encoding side, so mm. it does it super fast. It'll use all the cores, all of the cores and crystals yeah. in your MacBook Pro. I saw that screenshot. It was running at 600% capacity, which is <laughs> yes. amazing. Yeah, just super handy for things, because now I don't have to upload a like 200 megabyte WAV file for you to mm. listen to when it I is- send, you a, send you an edit. It is handy. But also, I'm also going to be thinking about other words that end in cast. Yes, yes, like downcast. Mm. Uh, pod, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, that's all of them. All right, I guess there isn't so much. <laughs> so play along with us at home as Latan Legends. Be the champion of the universe in several arenas. Follow us on Twitter at 7 Days to Play. Follow us on Instagram at 7 Days to Play. Follow us on Facebook at 7 Days to Play. And join our clan on Clash Royale. Seven days to play. Oh, uh, seven DTP. Seven DTP. Off brand on that. But don't email us. Seven days to play.